I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Please hang up and try again. Grab a slice of the epic podcast. Don't stick it in your mouth. Put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C at Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Podcast, episode 27. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And I am your guest, Lucas Siegel. Yay! Yay! Uh, Charles Stunning is running late tonight, and with us in the studio, we have Lucas Siegel, so we just thought we'd bring him on. To open yeah. the show, friend of the program, for site editor time. of Newsarama.com, four-time <laughs> four guest. Time guest. Didn't you guys end this show? Wasn't that a thing? Can you end it? No. Oh no. Do no. remember? You remember oh, yeah. when we? No. I, I was on that episode. There was a uh, we 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 wanted to call it the, the last podcast, right? Uh, and uh, the the nerdy show lawyers uh, thought otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so uh, now we are here. Uh, hello, Lucas Siegel. Hello, Nelson Lugo. Uh, last time we saw you, you were a single engaged man. Right. Uh, you have since been. Now I'm many people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you are now hitched with a lovely ball and chain. I am. Uh, and, I, uh, I think I think you were there. In fact, I I, I can't confirm or deny that. But be that <laughs> as it may, uh, you look good. You look good. You wear marriage well, sir. Oh, thank you. Yes, that's actually a tie. But yeah, marriage is good. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Um, you are celebrating your six month wedding anniversary this week. Yes, yes. And the last time you were on the show, I, I believe, was the our live show, right? Right. Right. Which was in uh, August 2013. Uh, yes. So. It's just like ages ago. It's just you're, you're just growing up so fast. Yeah, that that's a thing that happens. Time passes, people age, uh, things change, except for you two apparently, because this looks exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm forty now, but hey, I'm, yeah, still happy, do, I'm happy, still doing everything that I did when I was ten. Happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. I've, I've wished you happy birthday way too many times. Yeah, you don't have to you're, do it again. You're done. Yeah. Uh, so, Mr. Siegel of Newsarama.com. And um, also friend of the Epic Piecast. And friend of the Epic <laughs> Piecast. Um, we, every time we bring you up here, 
uh, to Studio 6C, you always have a, a bucket full of news, rumors, tips, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so I want you to pretend that you have an information shotgun and I want you to just shoot me in the face. Go! <laughs> oh, if I had a nickel for every time Nelson's asked me to do that. Yeah, yeah I uh, feel like as uh, the decorum that we've <laughs> that we may have once employed with you may be draining. Like I, I, I started thinking today when you were coming over uh, that I'm just going to think of things I can poke you with, right? Until you tell us the secrets <laughs> that we want that you are privy to that we are not. Well, I've done a lot of speculating on, well, let's say speculating with air quotes that people can't see because this is an audio podcast. They, they know what they're listening to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have very savvy listeners. They can hear those pauses and decode them as hand gestures. I've done a lot of speculating about a certain class of Marvel character that may or may not be showing up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. very, very soon. Huh. Huh. Television's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. introducing a mutant from the Marvel Universe. Uh, you're close. What you're close. close. So Marvel Studios does not own the mutants. No. They, no. They, uh... Wait, are we talking about an inhuman? What? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Wait. Is it... Is it my favorite so... inhuman? So, if you've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know that there's this artifact with Kree writing on it, and there are people that now have Kree blood in them, and there are certain people that can touch this artifact, which we just found out this week is called the Diviner, and they're fine, and then most regular humans touch it, and they turn to stone and right. then burn Explode. from the inside out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah... The artifact also happens to include that little map that points to a hidden city. Yeah. And and the hidden city is connected to the Kree. And it's all about the people that the Kree think are worthy of continuing to survive on Earth. Guys, it's Inhumans. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 this it's is, gotta be. This is Inhumans. The city is Adelan. And we're going... At this point, there's two episodes left before the winter break. At this point, if you're a betting man... <laughs> your your money is much better spent on the word inhuman being uttered than it is on it not being uttered in these next two episodes. Hmm. So the other little tiny twist to this is that Marvel put out an issue of the book Inhuman today. It's the last issue out between now and the end of of the the first half of the season here and uh they sent every retailer in the country double the amount that they ordered for free. Huh. In anticipation. So you would assume well, there's well, a yeah, reason yeah. for that. Uh, I could do the math. <laughs> Interesting. So this all, this all stemmed from uh, you know Kevin Feige at the big Marvel Studios announcement event said, you might hear or see the Inhumans much sooner than you think. And they're not going to take up space in Age of Ultron, and yeah, this is... Well, you know, if you can't, if you can't have regular mutants, space mutants will do in a pinch. Right, Yeah. right. So the Inhumans, for those who may not be quite so versed in the Marvel comics lore, the Kree came to Earth 
thousands and thousands of years ago uh, when man was first starting out. And they did some experiments on humans in order to try to see whether humans had the potential to be anything more than the cavemen that were literally walking around at the time. And these experiments are what created the Inhumans. The Inhumans uh, look, sound, act, are exactly the same as regular humans until they go through a process called pterogenesis, where they inhale this mist from this rock called pterogen, and uh, or crystal, I should say, from uh, called pterogen, and that activates their inhuman abilities. So <laughs> nice. Chances are one of the team uh, that's been on shield for the whole shebang here is in fact an inhuman. Oh, you mean Sky? That will make her much more important to the whole lore. You know what? I mean, I I guess that makes sense. If they're going to make anybody inhuman, Sky's kind of primed to be the character to sort of take that on. Right. Now that we've seen that her father has some levels of superhuman strength and speed and reflexes and right. her mother lived well, for also, I mean, the, 40 years without aging a day. The The show has always been, for for the most part, sort of like through her point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ju- that just makes sense that, that she would be the one to to ha- have that extra layer of character added on to her. So. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty interesting to see yeah. them get into this. I mean, the, the Inhumans movie isn't coming out until... November 2nd, 2017. I'll be dead by then. Yeah. So. By my hand. uh, (laughs) So we've got a, we've got a ways to go here before we're going to see them on the big screen. Well, I mean, that's significant capacity, which that then Marvel is, I I guess can use agents of shield to sort of lay the groundwork. Also, there's so much going on in this Marvel universe that they can they can have a lot of little slow burners going everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. And things up. Uh, how long How long do you think they're going to slow burn this uh, the Infinity Gauntlet? Well, I mean, it's it, that's <laughs> that, that's, that's been slow been. burning since Captain yeah. America. No, how long do I guess you think they'll keep it simmering until there's a reveal? I thought there was already a reveal at the end of uh, at Guardians, wasn't? That, I mean, wasn't with the whole thing with the jewels and the Infinity Gauntlet and the. With with Guardians, I, I mean, we've seen the actual Infinity Gauntlet yeah. in Thor. It was in the armory there. I um, mean, assembled. Yeah, I, you won't you won't see it fully assembled until Infinity War, I think. Okay. Um, what what we'll see is we will see the other the the two stones that are remaining. So we've seen, uh, space mind power, um. What else have we seen? Space, mind, power, and reality. And we still have uh, time and soul to be revealed. Huh. So um, right. power power is the, the orb that was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind is the, the one that's in Loki's staff. Um, that's the mind gem. And then um, space is the tesseract and uh reality is the ether the ether yeah from uh thor 2 thor the dark world oh right 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 yep right oh, yeah you're forgiven yeah. for forgetting that one no i saw that one i actually i i didn't i, I enjoyed the movie just I, the, I enjoyed it not nearly as much as malekith was such a throwaway which is so disappointing because i love chris eccleston 
I like I like, I like Mr. Eccleson myself. Um. All right. Well, that's a lot of Marvel. That's a lot yeah, of Marvel to your, digest. That's your that's your Infinity. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, primer. also that's Infinity and Inhumans primers. Yeah. 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 So um, I think I think the next stone we'll see. I think we'll likely see the time stone in Doctor Strange. That's my uh, my intuition. We'll see time in, right. in Doctor Strange, and then uh, Soul probably in Guardians Two. Guardians. 2. So the Soul Gem uh, <laughs> traditionally is is often found embedded in the forehead of Adam Warlock, and we have seen him. Uh, we've form? seen his cocoon at the end of Thor: The Dark World, and again in uh, Guardians. And at the end of Guardians, his cocoon is open. Uh, in the in the collector's museum, there, his cocoon is uh, open. Here's, and a, he's here's, gone, a, here's so. a little aside, um, based on the stinger of Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that a throwaway reference, or will will we be hmm. seeing more Howard the Duck? Um, you might want to look to the comics first. Okay. And he's he's going to make a, a you might a reintroduction into the comic uh, continuity. I'll, I'll pull a Kevin Feige here and say. You might see Howard the Duck much sooner than you think. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's a lot of Marvel. Um, let's let's move over. Let's move over to uh, the big uh, DC. Yes. Uh, kind of, they're killing it on the small screen, not so much on the big screen. Yeah. Um, but really, like their the, their new outings on the small screen have been pretty stellar uh, by and large. Yes, and uh, but they yet yeah, and they continue to poop on everything that is printed on paper. Yeah. What, why why do they hate print? Why? And why and and why are these DC shows so good? When are they going to announce that the in, that everything that has happened so far in the New 52 was just a dream that Superboy had? All right. All right, fanboy. Hold they, off. They got to it's I'm, no, I it's, I'm so not, The New 52 is pooping the bed. Not, it was so all over the place. Not everything in the New 52 That's is That's true. Bad. Not everything is. Number 1. And number 2, the New 52 has absolutely brought in new readers there's no question about oh that. yeah yeah so that was, that was the a, that original was, that was the point that was the intent right i should qualify that a bit i don't dislike the new 52 i like it i've enjoyed so many of the books that i've read since they started the new 52 and they brought me back in as a reader as like a a, a monthly weekly reader uh, and that's great. I guess I should say that in the past year, they've taken every, they built so much great stuff, especially in the Batman titles. Um, and then in the past year, they've just mockingly smeared poo on so much of it. <laughs> so many, so many crossover events, so many events, just so many events and like yeah. gimmicks and and zero issues. And I'm, I'm, but, getting... but really, really, what it's about is that they put a bunch of fucking. Justice League and uh, Apocalypse in my peanut butter, and now it tastes like the shit that I don't want to read. Uh, I have gotten, I have event fatigue. I have world-ending event fatigue. It yeah. seems like every damn story from Superman to Batman, everything in between, everything is a world-ending event. Forever evil. Yes. Um, Future's like, end. Oh, don't even get super me, doom. Don't even get me started on the whole animal man thing. You know, like with the, with the red versus the green. And, that that was great for two trades. Yeah, but like, well, now it's you know you're getting in the 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 metal 
is coming in and the gray is coming in and but yeah don't stop I'm, I... we're not we're not even going to get into that although although I do like swamp thing why go i cuz i'm i can, i no longer can speak well, about this I, intelligently i may be speaking casting a wider net at all of dc's publications because i am so livid as you know lucas uh, just livid with how disappointed I am with what they did with the Damian Wayne story and with Batman and Robin, a great book with a great writer and a great artist. And now it's, it's like they've been locked in a basement and they're being fed raw fish. And they're being like, this is a story you have to draw. Now they're going to travel to another dimension with cyborg and they're going to reanimate as it. I just want to, <laughs> I'm just so disappointed that I, I've been following this shit for so long. And this is what I'm, this is where it's gone. Well, I mean, Convergence is going to give it all a chance to take a step back a bit. What's and Convergence? So Convergence, <laughs> as much as you're tired of events. Another big just, event. Just wait until April and May 2015. So April 2015 is the 30th anniversary of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Which oh, is a, great, basically a great comic book event. that they have- Basically the first major comic book event. And in celebration of the 30th anniversary of Crisis on Infinite Earths, they are doing a major multiversal event. And what they're doing is Brainiac in the New 52 is not actually from the New 52 universe. He lives outside of what we look at as time and space. He can see all the multiverse. And rather than just taking bottle cities, he's taking basically bottle realities so he's taking little parts of realities from all over the multiverse and he's actually taking it from the multi from the omniverse the multiverse of the multiverse basically stop stop just stop fuck you fuck (laughs) you stop i no longer care i know i know you're not publishing this but fuck you i I, I, have, I have officially stopped caring at all. I'm officially overwhelmed. What? <laughs> Holy <laughs> what shit! The- Where the fuck did you come from? Hi, guys. She's right next to me. Ta-da. Oh, my God, you just materialized like a mist. <laughs> I do that. Holy. So, Convergence. Oh, God. Convergence, yes. Brainiac. Yeah. Has, has realities. Brainiac opening all of his bottled realities on his... Birthday. His little world. And he's going to get drank. On his world that he calls the Blood Moon for some reason. Uh, funny enough, the Blood Moon was revealed in September of this year, which was a month with a Blood Moon, Yeah, astronomically. April is the next month with a Blood Moon. And next September, which is traditionally DC's big event month, also a Blood Moon month. So it was probably something to do with that and kind of on purpose, which is actually fairly cool that they that's, did okay, it that I'll, way I'll give, I'll give them like, kudos for that good work right. on that that's, but, a, that's an interesting idea but what they're gonna do is they're gonna have like so what, the- what they're doing is you'll have like Connor Hawk Green Arrow and you'll have the old school Titans with Donna Troy and you'll have Wally West and his kids and his uh, wife Linda Park and you'll have Stephanie Brown as Batgirl and Cassandra Kane and all of these people they, from all different points uh, in but, time and space and multiverses are all going to be on this one big world and they're all going to fight. They're going to fix it though because they're going to have the flaming carrot and Mr. Mitzelplick 
and let's so say whole, dead man like, all show up and they're going to use the chaos shard and erase all like, of that reality right. and then the Jason shard. Todd's going to die again. So like week two, <laughs> week two of it was just revealed and it's basically all of these 90s characters. So it's like 90s fucking awesome jacket wearing Superboy it's, and Matrix Supergirl. It's all these 90s characters and it's them versus the Kingdom Come characters. So it's all the old age. But there's DC no storytelling. Hero. It's it's all no, just, it's just for the sake. It's all gimmicks now, and cash grabs now. Now, of course, what's what's hilarious about this is over at Marvel Comics, starting in May 2015, is Secret Wars, which is going to I they're just is going to take sections of different realities from across the multiverse, place them all onto a world that's called Battle World that the Beyonder creates. Again, Beyonder, Brainiac, <laughs> Battleworld, yeah. Blood Moon, multiverse, sections of, of realities all thrown together on this world, and he's going to make them all fight. So you're going to see the ultimate universe versus future imperfect I... versus Age of Ultron. Lucas, Lucas, Why? I, w- I want you to take a look at the giant field of fucks that I just don't do. <laughs> I feel like they're going to just roll their eyes or sigh directly out of their skin. It's it's mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'll give I'll give DC a point on this one cuz at least they came up with a stupid name, a stupid new name for their stupid idea whereas Marvel is like <laughs> Marvel this is like a DC move for Marvel cuz they're like, "Well, Secret Wars is really let's just so, call it Secret Wars." Now here is are, are is the Fantastic 4 going to come back from space with the symbiote costume? Cuz that happened the, in Secret here's, Wars. Here's the cool part. In the real Secret Wars. Here's the the slightly cool part about Secret Wars. Oh my god. Let me give you the slightly cool hold part on, about Secret Wars. Schaefer just rage quit the podcast. He, he sure I'm sorry, did. I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry. It's that Jonathan Hickman, when he first started his run on Avengers and New Avengers, this this was what it was all leading to. It's what it's been all leading to since the beginning. And every single story... So at Marvel Comics, since John Hickman took over on Avengers... They've had the the original X-Men have been pulled through time to, to come forward in time. You've seen future X-Men come backwards in time. You've seen Miguel O'Hara, the Spider-Man of 2099, pulled back in time and stuck there. You've seen uh, with Uncanny Avengers, there was all sorts of crazy time travel and characters from all over the multiverse being pulled in. And time was locked down for a while and Kang was angry and blah, blah. And you've seen Ultimate Spider-Man and Spider-Man crossover. And now you've seen, you know, uh, uh, Ultimate Nick Fury was stuck over in the Supreme verse for a while and, and back over to Ultimate. All of this stuff has been happening. And it's all of this crazy manipulation of time and space and the multiverse. And they're actually doing something with all of that. So all of that has actually all been part of this one story, and it's all leading to this final moment where the multiverse is all collapsing in on itself, and the only way that they can find right now to save Earth is to completely annihilate other Earths and kill every single person in that universe. And that's what some of the heroes in the Marvel Universe, like Reed Richards and, and Black Panther and uh, the the new Doc Green Hulk. And th- these guys have resigned themselves to doing this where they are, they are actually willing to destroy other universes. 
So it, it it at least it has like three solid years of buildup, and it's been going on in little bits and pieces all over the entire Marvel Comics purview. So I got to give it that. Lucas, nope. The DC event is is happening because of of the the crisis anniversary and because DC is moving to LA from New York. So they wanted two months worth of stories that they could produce ahead of time that they would just be able to push print and when, send it when to the printer. Moving? And I, thought, I, thought DC was, I thought DC was moving to Burbank. Well, yeah. yeah. Burbank is not LA. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucas, do you like writing for Newsarama? <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, right now, it's it's uh, kind of crazy with uh, these two major events coming up from mm-hmm. from both publishers. I bet. Um, and then there is, you know, it's video game season. and so Oh, I'm- let's talk about video game season because I don't want to talk about comic books anymore. Well, hold on, hold on, I'm hold so on. angry hold with on. Every, just, everything uh, you just I, described to me. Matt Before- is great. Before, saga. before, That's before agreed. we move on to uh, uh, video games, I want—I just want to talk very, very briefly about the DC small screen, small screen, Ooh, yes, uh, stuff. Um, uh, uh, we, we, Flash is the best of the new shows. Flash is the best of the new Flash shows. Flash is definitely the best because of the new you show. know why? Because it's fucking fun. That's it why fun. they actually remembered that. Hey, superheroes can Our have fun. fun. I started watching Arrow from the beginning earlier this week, and I'm already on season two because I don't have a life. I'm, and it's I so, love Arrow. It's so problematic, though. I just really want to just discuss the the flaws in the characters' logics, where it's like, I'm spoiler alert, I'm dating a police officer. She gets shot in the line of duty. It's obviously my fault because I'm the Green Arrow. Cries to himself. I just want to flip tables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like you. I. I can't with you. But yes, The Flash is the most fun. I want to um, wife up Barry Allen like nobody's business. And Supergirl's going to be good, guys. Wait, 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 what? what? It's Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti. You know same, about Supergirl? No, same, I don't know anything about, about Supergirl. Supergirl. Greg Berlanti, oh. same EP from Arrow and They're Flash. They're making an episodic Supergirl? Is doing a Supergirl TV series. It already has a series oh order. Is from, it already, is it it's like gonna Smallville? Be, it's like before? Be, it's going to be on CBS, but it's going to be... Part of the shared universe. Wait, CBS. Oh, man, I read this on newsarama.com. And, yeah. Yeah, you did. That's Good a job. place you can read it on. And uh, Link in the show notes. It's, it's going to start with Supergirl full-powered, ready to go out and be a superhero. Whoa. So it's going to be more I, flashy. I, I love Constantine. Constantine is actually my favorite. I'm I'm loving that show, I too. What are your just, odds? You're a betting man. What kind of odds would you put on a cameo from Helen Slater? On Constantine? Ooh. I'd on, say pretty a, good. on a Supergirl series, I'd say pretty good. Ooh. Very, very good. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was always really excited that like Lana Lang was on Smallville, right? Yeah. From, right. From the, and now, from the and now movies. the Flash, his, his dad father. is the Flash from the ninety, the nineteen ninety series. Oh, really? That was yeah. Barry Allen in the Barry, yeah. in the show. In his his father is the, was the original TV. Everything's Flash. coming up, Helen Slater. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, my lord. Uh, Love it. Any 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 uh, any uh, uh, rumors, tidbits, speculation on any small screen stuff that we should probably watch out for? Um, or tell us about your Twitter. You, <laughs> oh, your hashtag. Oh, yeah. hashtag. Let's get this hashtag going, guys. Hashtag Gotham Subtlety. So, <laughs> so, so, so what you want to do is you want to take take like a a bat villain 
or uh, any any Batman character, and then very unsubtly talk about that character. So like Two Face just came onto the, or well, sorry, Harvey Dent just came onto the show. So an example would be, oh, that Harvey Dent, he's so Two Faced. He Hashtag hair. Gotham subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, or, Selena Kyle, she demands you call her cat. Right. Hashtag Gotham well, subtlety. And see, that of course is an actual example from the actual show, <laughs> which proves the point. Yeah. How so, subtle. So some Gotham something like really is. I don't know about Professor Crane. He just gives me the creeps. Always standing around like some kind of scarecrow. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Staring at the camera. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get kind of sad that Gotham thinks we're all stupid. (laughs) Or that they're just, they're trying so bad to make us. They're pandering so hard. They're pandering so hard to fans like this. So so here's my my goofy uh, thought process on that. I think that that is actually their shout out to the Batman 66 series. Yeah. I really do. Well, I, I really I think, think I think it's a wink and a nod to also is, the 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 well you just talk about Adam West show, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So out outside of, you know, Batman the animated series which we can all say is is the holiest of holies. <laughs> uh yeah, it is. It's really yes. It's pretty good. It, it really it is. It's yeah. damn good. Um outside of that, this is the first time that Batman's been back on TV since 1968. That is also true, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, even if it's not Batman. Um, Batman I, without Batman! I really feel like that, the the over-the-top and the, the oh, why are you always speaking in riddles, Nigma? Like, they <laughs> that's a literal, actual no, line from the yes. TV I show. Yeah. I really think that they're doing that completely on purpose, completely aware. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. And, and definitely, yeah, absolutely. and consistent with that is Jada Smith, uh, Pinkett Smith's entire performance. Well, I don't right. think. I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know if if it's a wink and a nod to um, the Adam West series, but definitely everything that they're doing is on purpose. It is. It is written that way mm-hmm. specifically um, as a sort of wink and a nod. It's almost as if they don't trust the fans to know what the fuck they're talking about half the time. Yeah. No, well, I'm but, actually uh, kind of with Lucas on this. I think that uh, that makes sense that they're... Because the fans know who these characters yeah, are. Yeah. These characters are 75 fucking years old. Yes, they are. The Aww, fans know... Old. The fans know who the Riddler is. They the fans know, know that the, they the know girl with the red is. hair who's always shot in a in a greenhouse. My my Gotham subtlety <laughs> tweet for her was that every time she's on the screen from now on, they're going to play Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. <laughs> Just... No, but I'm with Lucas. That they, they would Ivy do that. They Pepper would, they comes would... on the screen. That girl is poison. I'd still poison. watch it. I'd... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I would I would watch every episode that she's in three times. Just I'd watch it live. I... I'd watch it on Hulu. I'd watch it. it on the DVR. I'd Just... watch that. I, I, I want to say this right now. I love Gotham. I am okay. going to watch every episode twice. Yep. Love it. And I am not going to stop watching it. Don't care. No. Yeah. Don't care. Don't I'm gonna care. keep watching. I, I forgive everything. I forgive it all. I... Uh, but but man, it's just sometimes it's, it's a little hard because it comes out of really thick. Uh, it's like, okay, guys, I get it. It's just a fascinating like dichotomy between this whole like gritty crime drama city on the verge of war and bloodlust and all of this. And then it's like, oh, Kristen Kringle, wink, wink. 
I'm like, right. it's like this whimsy in the middle of drama, drama, drama. And it, yeah. it, it, it almost like detracts it's, from the, the, here's, the grit and the, and the drama element. Here's, of, here's why I, here's why I don't think it's a wink edge. and a nod to the Adam West series in that there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, television out there that I love and adore that their first season was a bit hinky. Their first right. season, they, they were still trying to find their footing. They hadn't quite found their formula yet. So that's what I think is going on here. Like they're laying it on really, really thick because they haven't quite found their their pattern, their uh, now, cadence, their pattern. And, and let's you know, be honest, when you're working from source material where a guy named E. Nigma becomes the Riddler <laughs> yeah. and a guy named Julian Day becomes Calendar Man, <laughs> You're you're already kind of <laughs> yeah, there with the source fucked, material. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, you know, the the Batman thing makes sense to me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I because I keep Flash going, is so fucking awesome. And oh my so god, when they so when they when they start the time travel stuff and bring in Reverse Flash, you guys are gonna flip the fuck uh, out. Oh, sorry. What? 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 Oh, you did it. You did that Lucas Siegel thing that you did. You just snuck that in there. I saw yes. what you did. Yes, please. Um, uh, oh God! You might even see that before the winter break. The, oh, what, here's, here's what I love about the Flash. The Flash reminds me oh, of right. like classic Buffy, in that yes. there's like a monster of the week that's that's sort of like a, a larger metaphor yeah. of like something he's going through personally. That's almost verbatim what you said on last month's episode when discussing yeah. this show. Well, he's, he's still he's, he's, still, yeah. he's still right. Yes. Well, I don't know. I'm just That's saying, not it's, something it's, I'll just say saying, about it's like Lego it's that polished. Often, you know? It hasn't like, changed. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I adore uh, The Flash. The end. Okay. Um, Constantine. I'm enjoying Constantine, Constantine a whole lot. Constantine is great. Um, I'm really, really liking that Every show. Easter egg you've seen in Constantine is there for a reason. None of it will go of off away. by the wayside. Ooh. <gasps> None of it. Hold on. I, I I specifically, Constantine. maybe when you saw in the very Naboo. first yeah. episode a uh, uh, certain helmet. Yeah. And then maybe say. a little box that oh, a skull oh, and God, I'm so excited. None of, none of that was lost on me. None of it. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think we'll meet does, Tatana? Okay. I'm so excited. Wait, what? What you say? I said, do you think we'll meet Zatanna? There was there was a poster for Zatara in this past week's episode. Zatanna's father. Yeah. Yep, Zatanna's father. Uh, yeah. Yes. What magic? All the magic. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I've I've always been I've always had a huge huge soft spot in my heart for the DC magic wielders. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, because I think some of those some of those were like some of the most like subversive because nobody was reading them and so they were just doing like really subversive really like out there kind of stories with those guys and I yeah, really absolutely. Liked those. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, um, DC let's, small screen, yay! Let's, DC Comics, boo! <laughs> Wrapping it up. Let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to Vigi Games. Vigi Games. Yes. Uh, Schaefer's. Uh, I know you got... Is Assassin's Creed Unity as glitchy and bad as everybody says? Uh, yes and no are, are my answers to those That's that not a real answer, question. Lucas Siegel. No, he asked two questions. He asked if it's as glitchy as everybody says and if it's as bad as everybody says. Uh, it is absolutely as glitchy as everybody says. <laughs> You're an Assassin's Creed, I, though. I am an Assassin's Creed fucking nut. Yeah, That's true. That's true. Yeah. I stopped playing this game about four hours in, and I have not picked it back up yet. Oh, that is that is unprecedented for Lucas Siegel and an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, and so it's uh, Rogue is really fun though on the on the old consoles. 
Rogue is really fun. It's basically <laughs> just an extent, a giant 30 hour expansion pack to Assassin's Creed 4. Nice. Um, and you play as a Templar who goes around and hunts assassins, which is a fun, oh, really? a fun flip. Yeah. Wait, um, that's a, that's, that's uh, on PS3 and 360 only. So Unity, the whole, it was supposed to be, you know, Ubisoft's crowning moment, their big entry into the, yeah, the new console. It was supposed to be multiplayer, it's, like co-op. It's and... only on the new consoles, so they didn't have to hold anything back. Their tech demos, the demos that they did at E3 were fucking Amazing. insane. Amazing. So cool. I saw like 2,700 characters on screen at one time. Ridiculous. <laughs> insane. Like, insane. The The best use of the new generation technology that I could hope for because I want more stuff like that rather than just. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A slightly prettier bird that flies by. Right, right. Um, and, man, I... I can't go up a tall building without it getting choppy at least once. Like, the frame rate is so bad. It literally drops. It it drops into beyond where the average human being would notice. So uh. it's, it's, it's way below that. It, I mean, I think I've seen people online reporting um, when they've been, like, clocking it that it's gone as low as 12 fa- frames per second. <laughs> Holy shit. Which, at that point, it's almost like stop-motion animation. And your character is just kind of, like, <laughs> hopping up a building. And and you literally see that. And it's awful. And it takes you right out of the game. Um, I was enjoying the narrative of it uh, mm-hmm. for that four hours that I played. Um, I also went on my honeymoon to Paris. And so I was really enjoying seeing all of these Parisian sites and everything. And the way that they rendered them is amazing and Paris is basically one to one of what it was in the late 18th century. Oh, nice! And uh, it's it's unreal. Like, so just, the, the geography is accurate. Yeah, and <laughs> just beautiful, beautiful, wow. beautiful, beautiful scenery. Uh, the problem is that you're you know teleporting around it like a fucking South Park character. Um, <laughs> because so, of the frame rate issues. Right, right. Um, and then yeah, well, that's there's. Disappointing. I, I did. I did get to see one of the uh, insane cutscenes, which apparently the the patch that was just released this week, uh, today or yesterday, um, fixes this particular glitch. But in one of the cutscenes, uh, my the entire front half of the player character Arno, the entire front half of his face is just gone, and it's just <laughs> eyeballs floating there and lips. 
It's just eyeballs and lips. And one of one of the eyeballs has his eyelashes on it, like coming out, of, and they're like fluttering uh, over his eyeball. And it's this really serious, like deep conversation with the the girl he's been in love with since he was like ten years old. Oh dear, I hate it. And and it's just these eyeballs and the lips, and he's just like. Bar, bar, bar. Oh man, it's so creepy! It was awesome. <laughs> that that was it was my favorite glitch I've ever seen in a if video that's game. Not turned into a creepy pasta. I don't know what is. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think I think that the game. I mean, the core mechanics worked fine. Uh, the the narrative was one that I was getting engrossed in, but the glitches are so bad that it's it's basically unplayable. Mm. Um, one of my. Uh, the the writer for Tom's Guide, one of our sister sites that covered the game, he did play through the whole thing. He said that the uh, the issues got better for him later in the game, um, and like the last third of it, he didn't have a single issue, and he he really enjoyed the game overall. But mm. even he had to acknowledge that the glitches were distracting. Is that is that, yeah, a, is that an issue that that can be resolved somewhat if you if absolutely you install the game? It, it should have been resolved with about a, a four month delay oh. and they just couldn't about, do that what, what about a game install if you install it on your hard drive does that help all, all? all games install on on the new gen console oh, okay. yeah yep yep so you've huh. you've got 30 gigs taking up space on your on your console and uh and it's still like it <laughs> oh, so man. I, I i hope that they get the patches sorted out as soon as humanly possible and that uh it improves that way because I still really want to play it, and I still really want to play through the whole the whole story, and I was captivated by it early on, and it's beautiful. Um, aside from the massive, massive glaring issues. So what 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 else is on your on your radar, your video game radar? Have all the games that are coming out already come out? What is something that's coming out of video games that you cannot tell us about? That you will tell us about? <laughs> that we have to bleep out. Yeah, we'll bleep it out. We'll totally we'll bleep, bleep it, it out. out. Chuck's right. We'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out. Uh, you can trust me. I'm not a liar. He's a master bleeper. I mean, I know some stuff about Arkham Knight. What? The? But I don't. Oh, I don't know how much oh. of that you want to know. And he, oh, it's probably nothing I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Let's we'll find uh, out. You know, what do you know about Arkham Knight? <laughs> what do you? Yeah. What do you know about Arkham yeah. Knight that isn't already available? Oh, there's a lot. I mean, that like game. Like the villain is like they've or... they've they've revealed like maybe. One sixteenth of the major parts of that game. Ooh. Um, so what? how many how many of those remaining sixteenths have you been privy to? Uh, probably about half of them. You son of a bitch. Oh, um, this is why Nelson doesn't like you, but I love you. <laughs> Guys, yeah. be nice to our guests. Oh, right. Fair enough. Don't curse at him. He's adorable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you know about Arkham Knight? Um, Spill, Siegel. It's another one of these games. Uh, like I just told Nelson today to spoil him a little bit. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, the game completely fucking changes. And everything that they put out about the game is actually only the first act. <gasps> yes. Damn. Li- literally, everything that they've told you, everything that they've marketed about Dragon Age Inquisition is literally only the first act. That's such good marketing. I, you might even be able to say that about the first half of the first act of Arkham Knight. Damn! Oh Wait, God. is this so? Is Arkham Knight more 
like RPG ish now rather than an action adventure. No, or? it's it's definitely an action adventure. Okay, um, it's insanely fun and it, is it looks. Still, is it still one button? Oh, uh, fucking um, good on PS4. Combat? Uh yeah, yeah, two, two button. Yeah, with sorry, two button. Yes, counters. Um, but your your new moves that you have for uh, gadgets are crazy, yeah, really now, fun. Because now including the Batmobile take, stuff, you can take weapons off of criminals and then use can. them against them. You can. You can also use the Batmobile in combo takedowns, mm. like while you're fighting. If the Batmobile, so you can run over people, fly out, grapple down to the ground, ground shock, and then and then kick them in the face. Do you know villains that are in this game that have not appeared in Batman games yet? Or are there villains that are recurring that are that are, that are returning? Let's yes. go with my yes. question first because I answer. Oh, and yes. What yes. game console should I get so I can PS4. play these games? Awesome. No question. Okay. Uh, that's what I want for um, Christmas. Internet. PS4. Yeah. So who is Thank a villain in the, that is going to appear in this game that you are not allowed to tell us about? And <gasps> we'll is and out. is his name Professor Pig? Shut up. That's not real. I love Professor Pig. That's not real. That's real, and I'm so happy. This is Rocksteady's last installment. Yeah, so... So they're pulling all the stops. They're pulling all the stops, and Ooh, they could probably... that includes both characters that they haven't gotten to yet uh-huh. and characters that they felt they didn't quite do justice. <gasps> yeah, now you're oh, talking. Wait. Wow, they're, they're pulling out all the stops. They're going to throw a lot of money at this thing. They could probably hire a really expensive uh, screenwriter and also Mark Hamill to make this game kind of special. I can't wait to see what Rocksteady has in store. <laughs> they are going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, and I will tell you this. While Arkham Knight ends the Arkham series... For Rocksteady. While Arkham Knight ends the the Arkham series, <laughs> the engine is not going anywhere, and there is a big fat game that is already been in development for over a year using the same engine with different characters from DC Comics that will come out around the same time as another media tie-in that it can come out with. So uh, that's a that's a Justice League game. That's what that's Lucas is League telling us. Is. I don't care. It might be. I actually kind of care that I, I kind of want a Justice League game. Lucas, I have to say, you are the best at giving spoilers without giving spoilers. I, I, you are really, really good at this. I've been doing I just, this for, I need it to be recognized. Thank you. I've been doing this for 10 years. This ain't, this ain't um, his first night at the rodeo. Like, and so it's... Everything on me is tingly and I didn't really learn anything. So. That's, well, that's And that's what I can do with just my voice. How about this? From a scale of from one to, to horribly, horribly <laughs> gone wrong, um, how horrible uh, will the Superman character be in the game? Go. In what game? In that Justice League game you just told all of our listeners is no the only out. the only Superman uh, character I know of in in any game right now is Lego Batman three that just came out and, <gasps> and he's that, great and, that, and that. you know what for the record that. that's actually pretty good I played a demo it, it's it's really, it's it's really, really fun yeah. when when you're Wonder Woman if you fly the seventies Wonder Woman theme plays yeah that funk guitar it's awesome I literally my wife and I were sitting down to, to play this for the first time and we got to the point where we, we we had Wonder Woman and I decided to control Wonder Woman almost the entire time there for that whole section because every time 
she was like, what do we do next? And I go, I don't know. It sounds like a job for, and then I just hit jump twice and fly, <laughs> and it would go, Wonder Woman! <laughs> oh, I need to play this game. You might be barking up the wrong tree with Justice League. You might be. Oh. Is it going to oh. be Aquaman? I want it to be Aquaman. Can someone please make it Aquaman? Well, I mean, the only, the only DC movie that's, that's on the works is, is the, the Superman Batman film. Mm-hmm. Or is there another DC film that I'm not aware of? I, I don't know. Look at his eyes and say I mean, again. there's there's like, <laughs> what, I was like looking 12, for 12 DC what? movies that are on the docket? No, no, what's, no, no. So please refresh my memory. What's the docket? So it goes Superman, Batman, Suicide Squad. <gasps> no. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Suicide Squad, they're, they're doing a slightly different take because they're using some big villains in it, like Lex Luthor and the Joker. Right. Alongside villains like Harley Quinn and Deadshot and Black Manta. Yeah, that's not going to work um, at all. And Deathstroke. As well, yeah, I believe that's is, not gonna work. Also, on uh, um, slate is the Shazam movie, and then Captain Marvel. After no, the after she those was. two, then it's uh, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and then um, what's the second one that year? The Flash, I think. And is then it be, is it gonna be a movie? And then Aquaman, the and then Justice League Part One. Shut up! You said Aquaman. And then yeah, Khal Drogo is uh, Aquaman. You shut your. Uh, now. He's in, he's in Superman, Batman, Dawn of Justice, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's making a cameo. So, Guys, I just died. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, Shazam and uh, there's Dead Cyborg Man. and then Green Lantern and Justice League Part 2. Damn. So either you're hinting that Rocksteady is going to sell its engine so that somebody can make a Rocksteady doesn't game. own their engine. Warner Brothers Interactive owns their engine. Ah. Oh. You're suggesting that that engine is going to see new life. Then I'm going with it's going to be a Batman Superman game. Ooh. You know what? And I'm going to take the, the gentle tapping of Lucas Siegel <laughs> setting his beer down as the period on my hypothesis. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but the, yeah, but those that are means, interesting uh, ideas. Superman games are horrible, by and large. Hey, Batman games were horrible until the Arkham series came around. Right. That's true. That's true. I too want just a fucking Aquaman solo game. Oh, it make me so happy. Yeah. He's yeah. It'd be like Echo right. the Dolphin, but yes. with, but with punches for the face. <laughs> It'd be like Echo the, the Dolphin, Rappa. but he punches sharks in the face. Yes. But with sonar. Um, Mr. Mr. Siegel, I want you to give me uh, three, three your, your top three uber pop culture devotee gifts for this holiday. Go. Uh, I mean, number one is Batman sixty six, the, the or the Batman nineteen sixties full series set on um, DVD, uh, uh, Blu ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I I just uh, just Ding. just received that on Blu ray, and it's, I mean, it's it's perfect. It's they, gorgeous. Yeah, and it's. Man, if you thought you remembered how cheesy this show was, you are wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. And does anyone remember that the Batusi was in the very first episode of the show? Oh, yeah. I I mean, and and there's like the anti-theft device that has a little pullover button that says start button so that when the Riddler tries to steal the Batmobile, he presses the anti-theft device button. The anti-theft device? It's just fireworks shooting out the back of the Batmobile. And they're 
there's all sorts of people just standing around watching all of this happen anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, it's, so that's, but it's so fun, it's so and it's, it's you so know, it's, it's, it's for pure nostalgia. Exactly, I think um, in a lot of ways, and man, I'm gonna catch so much shit for this. In a lot of ways, that show uh, really had the potential of utterly killing the Batman franchise, and it it completely destroyed what Batman was originally conceived to be. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, some guys named. You know, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams came along, and then uh, a guy named Frank Miller came along after them, and uh, they they you know brought him back uh, into the darkness. Um, but what's cool about it is that it is such a radically different take from the Batman that we know and love today. Yeah. That it shows you how the very idea of Batman kind of transcends Batman. <laughs> the the idea of this character <laughs> transcends anything that you think you know about the character. It sure. can be something completely different. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, yeah. So that's that's number one. I'm sold. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. What's next? Uh, God, I gotta say, Dragon Age Inquisition. <gasps> this game yeah, is awesome. uh, it's definitely up there, right alongside Shadow of Mordor, uh, as as. Uh, you know, game of the year con- contenders for me. Um, I've also loved Destiny. Destiny has all sorts of flaws to it, um, but is that it's is that the so multiplayer where every single problem is solved by shooting something? Woo. I mean, it's a first-person shooter, so yeah. So yeah, all right, basically. Um, but yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition, man. I mean, you can't you can't get a better bang for your buck in a video game. Yeah, I'm having a really good time with it so yeah, far. Yeah, so. you, you spend your 60 bucks on that game, and, I mean, if you if you play RPGs the way that I play them, where you want to do every damn side quest and get everything <laughs> you possibly can, uh, you're going to get, like, anywhere from 125 to 140 hours on one playthrough. Nice. Um, wow. They, even in, like, the reviewer guide that EA sent when they sent it, they said the minimum for just the main story is like 55 to 60 hours. Wow. Which is, that's a big game. Uh, that's, that's, that's the amount of time that, and either, either the first two games, if you play them all the way through and did everything, they clocked in around 50 to 60 hours. Well, with the expansion packs uh, for Origins, it, well, it, it I mean, got yeah. into the, like the yeah. 100 range. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely number two. I, I just think, and it's a game that's it's accessible to new players. If you are a longtime Dragon Age fan, you are going to just flip your shit about 10,000 times throughout this game. <laughs> um, I know I have. Uh, I literally was, like, weeping on my couch last night uh, during a, a, a mid-Act 3 scene. Oh, man. It was Aww. vicious. Um, yeah, so look forward to that. Uh, uh, every, every Dragon Age game has made me cry, so... Again, uh, I, I guess it's just kind of going for you know the trifecta for Nelson Tears. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I guess I should do something that's just straight up comic books. What's a really good? I mean, the Saga Volume One hardcover just came out, and it's beautiful and it's oversized. Oh, and it oh man, Ooh. it's so pretty. And that's, that's not just that's not just Volume One. It's like Volume One and, and so it's the first three trades. That's it. Uh, and it's the first three trades all in one hardcover, and they're, it's uh, in a larger format 
So it's a little bit bigger than the regular comic book page or the trade pages. And uh, so the art's a little bit, you can see a little bit more of the detail. And I mean, I, that's a book that I've literally bought three times now. So I, <laughs> I bought the, the single issues digitally. I bought the trade and now have the, the hardcover and it's, that hardcover is just gorgeous, and it's any, something. Any uh, any cool extras like? Uh, uh... Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, sketch extras. There's some script samples from BKV in there, and um, yeah, it's that's that's gorgeous. Uh, man, the latest uh, Walking Dead trade was just a shit ton of fun too. I think it. <laughs> I think that officially came out yesterday. Um, oh man, Kirkman is just totally fucking with everybody that has stuck with him for 11 years now and it's Aww. so it's so great yeah it's the first trade post all out war and there's oh, a, the, like the new start there's a little time oh, it's jump 22. And... it came out last week okay yeah yeah it's just fun <laughs> yeah I, just, he just fucks I, with people yeah i i really liked all out war and i liked seeing the end of it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so brutal um, uh, they haven't cast Negan yet, but they're talking oh, about it. Yeah, they have to. I that's I wouldn't even consider that a spoiler if you if you knew something about that. They have to. They have to. You say Negan? Mm-hmm. I say Negan. Negan. It's Negan. Yeah, it's Negan. And Lucille. Yes. Yeah. Every day's a school day here in the old Epic Podcast. I mean, I Learning. I I saw the uh, I saw the official prop for Lucille a year ago. The official prop. Yeah. Like they made the official prop. What's a year Lucille? Ago. Lucille is <laughs> Negan's weapon. It's a baseball bat wrapped in uh, barbed wire. <laughs> he's the best bad guy that I've read written in years. Outstanding. He's, he's such a good villain. He's written so well. Um, I look forward to seeing him on AMC on the televisor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why then? Thank you, Mr. Lucas Siegel. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for coming. Thank you, guys. Uh, fourth time was the charm. We we perfected the Lucas Siegel interview. Yeah, uh, finally. Yeah. Uh, so. Schaefer, any any final thoughts there, uh, Chappie? It's really good to see you. Uh, congratulations again on the marriage. Yeah. Thanks. Love and stuff. Yeah, Yay. love and stuff is awesome, and yeah. it's fun, and it's a blast. And um, God, what I feel like I should drop one last little thing I'm oh, 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 trying to, ooh, 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 I'm trying to think of like what to, oh man take your time there's going to be at least one major moment in convergence that's going to make both of you go fuck I'm going to buy all 80 issues of convergence <laughs> literally no no chance literally nope. there there really is there really is it's I uh I don't buy it it's nope. It's nostalgia stroking at at its best slash worst, but man, there there are a couple things in there that I am just so excited nope. to see. Once I see once I see Damien crawl out of Darkseid's gun on <laughs> Apocalypse, I am done with that publishing company. Well, you might see a different version of Damien, a more classic version of Damien. Oh, oh fuck you and and he might fuck you there might there might be the possibility of of the other one going away and this one remaining at the end of everything oh that's that's great yeah. that's that's great <laughs> that's, that's fuck watching these two with dc comics is like watching a drug addict 
it's, it's I just it's isn't it? delightful. Uh, the sadist in me is tickled to death. Super Damien. <laughs> Did you see the cover? Goodbye, no, Lucas Siegel. Nice. Goodbye. Saw, uh, the, thank you so much for showing cover. up. Action Comics number one style. You're, you're, yeah, it's you're great. You're done. He's lifting the car. Get the fuck Can't out. Uh, don't let the doorknob be on the Damien. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lucas Siegel. Thank you, Lucas. <laughs> you're my favorite. Thank you, Chuck. Fuck you. Fuck you. gentlemen we would like to thank lucas siegel for dropping by the podcast this month to make us angry <laughs> well he made you guys angry he made me happy well he made me happy when he first showed up i always like seeing lucas siegel yeah that's right i i i enjoy uh mr siegel's company i liked uh, watching him make you guys so mad but yeah i kind of just want to flip a cosmic table every time he starts talking about things that make me angry when can we have him back? <laughs> I don't know. In six months. That's how it usually goes. Yeah. Yay! Chuck, you, you materialized out of mist during uh, the interview. Yeah, we, yes. we, we missed you at the top when we did our introductions. That's okay. I'm sad that I missed... Uh, you guys talked about Marvel? We talked about Marvel quite yeah. a bit, yeah. I, I'm a Marvel girl at the end. That's all I have to say about it. I love Marvel. All right. Well, uh, you covered it. Boom. Uh, so, Efficient. That's yes. how I roll. So I think I think we're we're gonna close out the podcast, but before we go, yeah. uh, we're all performer types peoples. Yes, we are. Uh, with busy schedules. Yes. So where can they find you, Chuck Stunning? and go? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I'm gonna be in Austin, and then I come back. Um, when I'm back from Austin, uh, visiting family for Thanksgiving on the second of December, I will be opening a show at the Creek in the Cave. I don't know what time. I don't know what show. 
just go to the creek in the cave on December 2nd, <laughs> and I will be there eventually as Afterbirth Monkey. On December 5th, at 7.30, I'm playing an art show as Afterbirth Monkey uh, somewhere. Uh, message me if you want to know where. And then at 9.30 on that same night, I'm playing a storyteller show called Bear, not to be confused with Peter Aguero's Bear, but Jefferson Bites Bear, which is going to be at the Sidewalk Cafe at 9.30. On Sunday, December 7th, my brand new variety comedy burlesque show opens. It's called Raunchy and Risque. It's going to be a 10 p.m. show uh, every other Sunday, starting on December 7th. I am in charge of booking the burlesque. And my friend Freddie is in charge of booking the comedy. It's going to be a gross, sex-positive, insanely wonderful variety comedy burlesque show thing. So check it out on Facebook and go to it. It's going to be at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City. On December 13th, I am at a show at the new Kings County Bar, which is at One Knickerbocker in Bushwick. Uh, Chicken Bitches is hosting a show, and Afterbirth Monkey is going to make gross music sounds like we do, because that's how we roll. On Wednesday, December 17th, I will be a part of the 6th Annual Naked Girls Reading Charles Dickens Edition. So if you want to see me naked and reading Charles Dickens, you need to be at Under St. Mark's Theater on December 17th. On December 18th, I will be a part of Excelsior Burlesque's BBC Burlesque Show, and I will be doing my Faulty Towers number. Don't be mad. It's stupid. On Sunday, December 21st, it will be another raunchy and risque show, so you should join me up there at the Creek in the Cave, and then Christmas happens, and I will be taking a much-needed winter's nap. Uh, what do you got there, Shapes? On Thursday, December 4th, I'm going to do a couple of songs in Debauchery. It's a show run by Stormy Leather and Clown Kong at the Slipper Room. Yeah. On Saturday, December 13th, I am hosting Francine the Lucid Dreams Pink Room Burlesque as she brings back her burlesque tribute to David Lynch's Dune. <laughs> Not the books, not the television series, not the documentary about the other failed film adaptation. No, David Lynch is doing December 13th, Parkside Lounge in New York City. On Sunday, December 14th, I will be the guest host at Church of Titillation, a burlesque show at Times Scare in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> And then Santa Claus. That's Yay. all I've got in December. Uh, shit. Um, Wilson, what are you doing, honey? On December 11th, I'm going to be uh, telling a story at the Talk Therapy Show, um, details of which you can find on my website. But Basically, it's a storytelling show where the theme centers around uh, mental health or emotional things. Um or one's emotional life, I should say. Uh, then on December 13th, uh, I am going to be at the Parkside Lounge at the Pink Room uh, Burlesque's Tribute to Dune. David yeah. Lynch's Dune. I I am going to make a Baron Harkonnen float. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. 
Um, on December 14th, I'm going to be in Brooklyn. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to be in Ridgewood, Queens at a show called Force Majeure. It's a brand new variety show, um, late night variety show. Uh, check it out. It's a whole lot of fun. On um, December 15th, I'm actually going to be recording a, a podcast with the Crash Chord uh, peeps. Oh. Um, and I'm, so I'm sure that that podcast will probably air sometime that week. Um, so keep an ear out for it. Um, I've decided I'm going to troll the fuck out of the Crash Chords crew, and I'm going to present them with an album that they cannot hate. And if they do... They are horrible human beings. Uh, is um, it going to be the Space Jam soundtrack? Because no one can hate that soundtrack. Better. <gasps> nah. Better. Nah. Um, and then Christmas. Yeah. And that's pretty much it for December. Uh, I, although I, I'm doing a private gig uh, for New Year's. I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida. Um, you can't come to it, but I just like bragging that I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida on New Year's. Why? Why would you? But you can't plug it. Why would you plug a New Year's show when there's going to be another episode before New Year's? I know. I just like the fact I'm going to be in 80 degree weather while you guys are freezing your butts off here in New York City. I'll probably be dead by then. Really? No. Oh. Oh. Uh, I know. And I thought this was you were going to drop some really heavy it. news. No. 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 God. No. Um. Oh. Can speaking of death mm-hmm. and stuff, can I plug a thing that has nothing to do with me, but everyone should do? What's that? Uh, if you are in the New York City area, you need to go to the theater for a new audience and see their show, Tamberlanes, Parts 1 and 2. It's a Christopher Marlowe play, and my former co-producer of Honey Badger Burlesque, Sherry Cola, is the blood supervisor. And if you love blood in the way I love blood, you have to, have to, have to go see this show. It's phenomenal. It's Wait, so stop, fucked stop, up. stop, stop. So, uh... America's Darling, Cherry Cola, works at a uh, Broadway show. Off, off. Off, off Broadway show. Yeah. Where her job title is... Blood, Blood Supervisor. Supervisor. I just, I think everyone should see this show. I'm in the wrong business. I want all to be the, All the one listener of you that probably lives in New York. Fuck. Go see it. It's in, it's going to be in the show notes. Uh, hey, if for some reason you find yourself in New York City, see Muldrow. Go check out the show. Tamberlane. <laughs> is she going to be in, in New York City? I don't know. I just wanted to send a shout out because we missed it last month. Hi, CMLDRO. Do, do we have to say it again to cover for the fact that we missed it last month? We just both said it. Now, if you yeah. say it, maybe she'll appear like Beetlejuice. Uh, oh, no, no. I don't want to do that. Why? She's fun. No, oh, that's, that's how true. I appear that's today. Uh, that was fun. Uh, it is confirmed CMLDRO is not Beetlejuice. Uh, it, it didn't work. She's not here. She's um, Beetlejuice. I, I'm an idiot. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yay. Oh, one thing I should address one thing. We uh, we uh, asked you for questions last month. We're just going to do that later. Yeah. Yeah. We asked you for, we for only got sex four. advice questions. Well, we only got four. We got four questions. And a dick pic. And a dick pic yeah. from my bandmate, Ben right. Turner. So um, what asshole. we're going to do is we're going to hold over until the next episode. We're, we might even save it for the February episode, actually. It's only, it's only two, more, two more months away. And then you have more time to send us more questions. Yeah. Send us questions. Failures. We need questions for a full episode. Four questions does not an episode make. Mm-hmm. No. But so, thank you, people yes, who did well, send questions. We're sorry we're going to delay it. Yeah, so send send us your uh, uh, love advice, uh, asking us for love advice questions to uh, epicpiecast at gmail.com. That's epicpiecast at gmail.com. 
What the hell was that? This has been the Epic Podcast, episode 27. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And I have been your other, other host, Charles Stunning. Be safe, Internet. Did you know the sap of the Dracinus and Abari is called the Blood of the Dragon and is used to varnish violins? Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, our loyal listener. So send us your feedback, love mail, hate mail, dick pics, and recipes to epicpodcast at gmail.com. But seriously, don't send us dick pics. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com slash store, or directly donating to the network. Any sized contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of the Epic Piecast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Nelson Lugo, friend to America, riding the slopes of love. He's saving the world from himself again. Nelson Lugo, he can do it, man. Writing a jingle for you. The Nelson Lugo jingle. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.